Welcome to the All Things Hollywood Show with your host, Travis Cody, where you will learn from the top entertainers and filmmakers in the world to get the real scoop on what goes on behind the scenes in Hollywood. Not just another cliche Hollywood gossip show. On each episode, you will discover the rarely revealed secrets to Hollywood from the insiders, moguls, and movie stars that actually make show business run. And now, here's your host, Travis Cody. Hello and welcome to another episode of the All Things Hollywood Show. This is Travis Cody. Today we're going to talk about Mark Wahlberg and wage inequality in Hollywood. If you haven't seen it yet, it's been all over the news. They had to reshoot massive chunks of all the money in the world because of the Kevin Spacey scandal. And the director and Michelle Williams both did the reshoots for free, and now everyone's freaking out because Mark Wahlberg uh, apparently got paid $1.5 million for this. And there are a lot of different layers to the wage inequality in Hollywood. It's not as easy as saying that, and I addressed this in an earlier episode uh, this season where I talked about why Actors shouldn't expect to be paid the same. And I'm not talking about women shouldn't be expected to be paid the same as men. I'm talking about actors shouldn't be expected to be paid when you have someone who's been in 50 movies versus an actor who's been in 10 movies. Regardless of what their sex is, the actor who's only been in 10 movies shouldn't expect to be paid the same amount as the person who's been acting longer than they've been alive. Now, in this case... There's a lot of things that aren't being talked about. Everybody immediately jumps into the fact that Michelle Williams only got paid $1,000 for the reshoot. Mark Wahlberg got paid $1.5 million, and that's one-tenth of 1% and how outrageous. Okay, first off, how much did Michelle Williams get paid to actually do the film? And how much did Mark Wahlberg get paid to do the film? I don't know this question. I'm assuming since Michelle Williams is the lead in the film that she got paid more. Now, I may be wrong. I can't verify this. So, again, this is all speculation. So that's the first thing. And I get that we can say that doesn't matter. This particular case with the reshoots, Mark Wahlberg got paid more. And, yes, okay. Now, if you read the interviews, Michelle Williams came out and said, Ridley Scott called me. And so we ought to reshoots, and it's because of the scandal, and I said, I'll do it for free. So, okay, so there's the fat first aspect of this. She volunteered to do it for free. They called Mark Wahlberg, or Mark Wahlberg's agent, and said, we ought to do the reshoots. And they said, okay, how much are you going to pay us? Do we see the difference here? One person volunteered to do it for free. The other person asked for something. Now, here's the other thing. Mark Wahlberg is represented by R. Emanuel, who is one of, if not the most powerful agent in all of Hollywood. If you've seen the series Entourage, Ari Gold is based off of R. Emanuel. And let's just say that the portrayal of Ari in the TV show is accurate to how Ari Emanuel really does show up for some people in the industry. He's a bulldog. Now, when you have an agent, you want a bulldog. That's what you want. Now, let's bust a myth right now. Everyone's running around going crazy, screaming about all this, saying that it's it's Mark Wahlberg being a sexist pig, that he demanded all this money. First and foremost, actors cannot legally negotiate jack squat. If I am a producer and I want to put Jim Carrey in my film, I can't call Jim Carrey up and say, 
hey, uh, I want to put you in this film and I'm going to pay you $10 million. Jim Carrey can say, yes, I want to do the film. He cannot agree to do the film for money. He can't negotiate. It's illegal. It's against the law for a writer, director, producer, or actor to negotiate their own salary. It has to, has to be negotiated by an agent or an attorney. So the $1.5 million wasn't Mark Wahlberg saying, F you, I'm not going to do this movie unless you pay me $1.5 million. They had to go through Ari for this. Ari had to negotiate this. Now, guess what? Ari on the low end is getting 10%. It used to be 10% standard across the board. Now some agents get 15 and some get 20. I don't know what Ari's deal is. But on the low end, Ari had a couple of hours of phone calls and he made 150000 on the low end up to $300,000 on the high end. Two hours of phone calls and you make $150,000. That's more than 85% of Americans make in an entire year working. So is Mark Wahlberg to be blamed for this or is Ari Emanuel to be blamed for this? No, Mark Wahlberg exercised his right in the contract for co-star approval. Well, guess what? This is part of a negotiation. Mark Wahlberg can't negotiate. So if, quote, Mark Wahlberg exercised that clause, he didn't exercise that clause. His attorneys and his agent exercised that clause. Can we see the issue here? Mark Wahlberg's being vilified in the media for something that he probably was very little involved in because his agent was doing all of the negotiations. Now, here's the issue, and this is where I do have the issue. Mark Wahlberg and Michelle Williams are represented by the same frickin' agency, William Endeavor. So at what point was Michelle Williams even made aware that Mark Wahlberg asked for this money? And this is the point I want to bring up here. Mark Wahlberg got the money because he asked. Michelle Williams volunteered to do it for free. They were in a rock and a hard spot here because they had to do these reshoots. From a negotiation standpoint... That is massive leverage. It's no wonder that Mark Wahlberg got $1.5 million because they had to agree. Because if they didn't, they couldn't do the reshoots and the film was sunk. Now, yes, you can get on the social justice cause here and saying, but it was for a good cause and it was to flip a bird to Kevin Spacey for his alleged allegations and, and it, was, it was standing up for the cause. Well, great. Guess what? Mark Wahlberg got paid for that cause because he asked. Michelle Williams didn't ask. So the issue here is where was Michelle Williams' agent in all of this? Did the agent know that Mark Wilbur got paid? And if so, do they not have a moral obligation to go to Michelle Williams and say, hey, just so you know, Mark Wahlberg's getting paid a million and a half. We can probably get the same amount of money because they have to. They need you. If that is the case, then obviously that is disgusting behavior on the agency's part. And now I'm going to counterpoint this with uh, Robin Wright and Kevin Spacey. Robin Wright has publicly said that for House of Cards, she was told for the four, first four seasons, the first four seasons, she was told that she was getting equal pay with Kevin Spacey, and she was not. She was getting paid significantly less than Kevin Spacey. Guess what? Kevin Spacey, Robin Wright, were represented by the same agency. So where is the problem here? Is it Kevin Spacey being a narcissistic a-hole? No comments. Again, knowing that actors cannot legally do any negotiation on their own, it has to come through agents. 
Robin Wright's agency was essentially lying to her face for four years. So who's to blame here? Mark Wahlberg, Michelle Williams, represented by the same agency, got paid massively different amounts of money. Kevin Spacey, Robin Wright, represented by the same agency, getting paid the same different amounts. Part of this is endemic to the agency problem. Until you start having transparency with the agencies and the agents discussing what their clients are being paid, you're not going to have a change. Now, here's the other issue. A lot of times salary negotiations are legally confidential. So now you have a situation where even if the clients and the agents want to talk about how much money is being made, they can't because legally it's not allowed. It's So it's not just as simple as saying Mark Wahlberg's a sexist pig and this is a, 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 a prime example of how endemic the equal pay is in the film, in the film industry. And from my own experiences, there were times when we would go out to uh, major stars, actors, uh, female and male, and we would always ask, what is your what is your client's rate for three weeks of filming? Now, we would take two separate people, male, female, both legitimately the same standard, same experience, same track record, everything equal. They're totally equal. Just one's a male, one's a female. The male actor's agent would come back and say, oh, that's $1.5 million for three weeks of filming. The female actor's agent will come back and say, oh, well, for three weeks, she does 500000 That was the numbers we were being given by their own agents. The male agent was asking for three times the amount of money. So is this an actor problem? Is this a sexist problem with the producers saying, now tell me in what world when you're running a business and you go to two people and you're saying, okay, uh, I'm going to hire these two people. This person's fee is a uh, million and a half and this person's uh, five million or five hundred thousand dollars. In what world is someone going to go and say, that's not fair. We need to pay another million dollars to the female actress. They told us they only wanted $500,000, that they would be happy for $500,000. Why are we going to volunteer a million dollars to someone? We can use that money somewhere else on the film. Now, is it fair? Not necessarily. But again, this is Hollywood is called the show business. It's a show business. And a lot of people in Hollywood run around talking about art, art, art. It's all about art. And you have all these people screaming about art and they're completely ignoring the business side of this. There is an economics to this. As much as we would love to just continually pay everybody the same amount of money for everything, if we're losing our shirts and we're losing money on every single film, well, eventually there is no film industry because we're losing all our money. So case in point, Taken... Versus the movie Atomic Blonde. One is an action film starring a male actor. One is a, a an action film starring a female uh, act, actor. And Taken at the time, Liam Neeson, he wasn't actually considered an A-list star at the time. He was he his career had diminished a little bit. He was considered what we call in the industry a discount actor. And not to be disrespectful, that essentially means at least one point in time, Liam Neeson had a big name. Obviously, he's an Academy Award winner. That's a huge deal. He does have a draw internationally, but he hasn't worked on any big projects for a while, so we can get him kind of cheap. That's what they did. They got him for cheap. The The budget for Taken was $25 million. Now, the same thing with Charlize Theron and Atomic Blonde. In fact, she's actually at a hotter spot in her career than Liam Neeson was. Budget on Atomic Blonde, $30 million approximately the same amount of money 
for the films. Taken grossed $226 million worldwide. Atomic Blonde grossed $95 million. That's a difference of $130 million in gross profits. Now, with the whole equal pay movement and saying that it's not fair that male actors get paid more than female actors, it has nothing to do with whether or not they're male or female. It has everything to do with numbers, sheer numbers. There are actuarial charts that you can plug numbers into nowadays because we're in the world of big data. We understand everything and we can look at it and go, oh, a science fiction film with a $100 million budget and $30 million in ad spend with Matt Damon, we know within an 85% accuracy that it's going to make this amount of money. We take the same film, sci-fi film, $100 million budget, $30 million in ad, and we put lead actress role in there, and we know how much money, 85% certainty, that we're going to make with her. This is proven. This is a proven track record. There's no guessing. There's no emotions here. There's no bias. This is just hard, proven numbers. And we can see what money that's going to make. Now, if you put a male actor in a role and you put a female actor in the same role and your numbers, based on historical trends that we have the data for, show that with a male actor, you're going to have uh, an 85% chance to make $175 million more, who do you cast? We're talking about $175 million. Now, are these charts right every single time? No, they're not. Of course not. But 80% of the time, are they more accurate? Yes. So when you get down to the business of the show business, this is what it comes down to. And it sucks because it does rob a lot of creativity out of it. It can. And it's also based on hard numbers. And so now you're getting into formulas. And if you look at Hollywood over these last decade and you wonder, like, now why do all the movies kind of feel the same? Why do they look the same? Why are the same people in there? Because in some ways it has gotten down to a paint-by-numbers system. And I talked about this in another episode as well. There was a book called Save the Cat by Blake Snyder. And it literally laid out page by page exactly what is supposed to happen in a movie. And he literally, in that book, goes, look, on page two, line 37, you should be having this incident there. And we've been in meetings with studio heads who have read our scripts and been like, yeah, but look, man, uh, according to Save the Cat, like, you should be having this thing here on line 37, and that actually doesn't happen until page five. It's three minutes later, you need to rewrite your script. True story! You have guys running movie studios or green lighting films that have never written a script, have never read a book on screenplay, have never directed a film, have never acted. They have an MBA in finance. That's why they got their job, because they're running a huge multi-million, if not multi-billion dollar corporation. What do you do in that case? You rely on the numbers. You have to have formulas to guarantee some certainty, because if you, in that job, take a risk on something and it fails, you could lose your job. So everything is based on probability. What's the greatest probability of success? So where I'm going with all of this is this, this is a much bigger conversation that can't just be narrowed down to like, oh, this is just uh, Mark Wahlberg is, is just an example of the inequalities. And from my own personal experience, until a lot of agents that represent these powerful female actors who deserve to be paid the same as their male co-stars, until they start asking for the same amount of money, they're not going to get it. 
They have to ask. And this is where the big difference is. is now, and I've had conversations where well, they say, well, it's just not fair because men are more uh, aggressive when it comes to this sort of thing. And there's been numerous studies showing that even in the corporate world, you can have a man and a woman with the same amount of experience going up for the same amount of same job. And then when they get to negotiations and they ask the man how much he wants and they ask the woman how much she wants, 97% of the time, the women were asking for less money than the men. Is it confidence? And again, now, you know, we get into a whole dynamic here of women saying, well, but I, if I ask for more money, then, then I get, uh, you know, the men sneer at me and say, I'm not worth that. Well, we need to develop a culture, especially in the film business, where women have enough certainty to ask for the same amount of money as men. We need to have transparency between agencies, especially if you're an actor represented in the same agency, you should have the right to know what your co-star, who's represented by the agent down the hall, you should have the right to know what he's getting paid. And until we start having those conversations and having that transparency where the agents are going, hey, look, Mark Wahlberg's being paid a million and a half for this. Because in that situation, maybe Ridley Scott would have said, I can't afford a million and a half for both actors. In which case, Mark Wahlberg could have said, great, let's just split it 50-50. I'll take 750, she'll take 750. That could have happened, but there was no transparency between the agents. It didn't happen. You know, there is a lot of greed in Hollywood. But one of the few actors who actually gets this is Keanu Reeves. In the Matrix trilogy, especially on the second and third film... Everyone on set, including the actors, had to work for scale, which is, in industry terms, that's really low. And Keanu Reeves got paid $30 million. What isn't widely reported is that Keanu Reeves actually took $10 million out of his own paycheck and had his accountant distributed among the other actors and the crew members in equal portions. That is a guy who gets it. That is a guy who is willing to sacrifice his own bank account to make sure that other people are paid fairly. And until that starts happening, we've got a a big uphill battle for us. Now, fortunately, because of Time's Up, we may finally be making inroads to this. So my call to people in the industry is let's start being more transparent. And I think you have a moral and ethical right that if you are representing two actors on the same project that they deserve to know how much each other's getting paid. I just think that's the way it should be. We'd love to know your comments. Let me know in, in the comment sections below. And until next time, I'm Travis Cody, and I'll see you at the movies. Hey, it's Travis Cody. I want to thank you for listening to the All Things Hollywood Show, and I want to make sure you're plugged into everything we're doing on a daily basis. Go to allthingshollywoodshow.com and join the email list so you can get notifications when new episodes come out, plus get links to the transcripts of every show we've done in the past. You can also grab a free copy of my best-selling book, Celebrity Rules, which shares even more details on the world of Hollywood and celebrities and what you can do to prepare for the day you meet one. And finally, if you enjoyed the show, I'd appreciate if you will leave a review on iTunes. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode.